Welcome to Cancelled. I have never been happier that a show only got 10 episodes in my <laughs> life. Uh, Lisa, how's it going? Man, I love hanging out, but I am happy this is yeah, the last yeah, one. Yeah, we can just chill now. We don't yeah, do this we anymore. Yeah, we just be friends <laughs> that aren't angry. No obligation to be hateful for an hour. Uh, how's things going other than the show? Uh, things are good. Um, moving to moving to old old comedy central Austin, Texas. Oh, you're moving to Sandstone? <laughs> yeah, baby. When is that happening? Uh, a couple of weeks. Nice. As long as my application goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so there is an apartment complex here in Austin that many many comics currently live at, have lived at. There's a our landlord or superintendent guy is a comic. Uh, I've lived there. I many of my, our past <laughs> guests have lived there. Uh, it is uh, it's a perfectly fine apartment. It's not. Yeah. Per- it's a good spot. It's like neighborhood's good, but like yeah, it's still Sasso. It was my best choice, like <laughs> for for what it is. So I'm I'm doing that, and uh, I was sick yesterday, which is when I watched these episodes. So uh, I had to take some notes because I was not of sound mind. Yeah. Neither was anyone who wrote this show. Nope. Nope. Uh, I just uh, just got back from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. How was that? Super fun. It's a yeah. really fun uh, festival they run there called Odd Block. Todd Glass was on it. Matt Bronger, Jackie Cajun. A ton of really funny uh, Canadian comics. I'm, it's who fun ha- when you go to other places that I don't you don't get to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you're like, oh, fuck, there's funny people everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. Who hooked up with who? Oh, I don't. I'm so out of that loop. Who hooks up with? <laughs> I wish I could tell you, but I I have no idea. That's my favorite festival question. To ask people. <laughs> no one ever knows. Sure. And then the people that do know are the people that did. No, no, right. And they're not going to say <laughs> they're shit. They're keeping their mouth shut. Uh, but yeah, it was super fun. Um, I went to. I got high on a pot cookie and went to the zoo, <gasps> and that was a horrible mistake. Why I, were you just feeling bad? I told the story. The time? I was too high. It was too strong. It was way oh. too strong of a pot cookie. So I went like this. Literally, I just told the story on, on Wick Snatchers, but I'll tell it here. <laughs> uh, I, I literally, I went like at one point, I went, "Holy fuck, this cookie's way too strong." And the second I said that, an old woman fell down in front of us. No. Like, I looked, it was me, Dan Telfer, and this comic, Kathleen McGee from, uh, from Canada. It was very funny. And she, uh, like, as soon, I looked at them, I was like, man, this cookie's too much. And the fucking this old lady with her grandkids just ate shit. Oh, my God. And, uh, you did I, that. <laughs> here's what I know about myself in a, in a situation, in a crisis. I am a panicker. That's what exactly what I did. Immediately, I just froze. I was like, I don't know what to do. Uh, but the zoo was pretty uh, I mean there were some polar bears that were pretty cool oh that's cool there was also like animatronic dinosaurs it was a weird zoo Mm. but uh, (laughs) I had a good time for sure much better than watching vinyl so why don't we just get into it fuck Um, so real quick my first note that I took was yeah let's go first notes did we even talk about Devin and the photographer mugging down in that dark room (laughs) I don't think we did uh, that definitely comes back into this episode. Is yeah. this the episode where we see his dick and that's their whole she's like taking pictures or whatever? 
Or is that the next episode? I don't even remember anymore. Gosh. It all no, it's this episode. No, it sure. is this episode because it's definitely this episode. I got because, a, all right. I've said it multiple times on this podcast, but I'll say it again. There's no reason for them to have kids. It no. adds so little to the show that it doesn't like. I don't. You know, we're gonna have the, the stress of like, oh, he doesn't want to lose his kids. He clearly doesn't give a fuck about his kids. No, and neither does she. At one point, she lets Ingrid, her like other druggy fucking art friend. Just take the kids for a day. Yep. And then when they come back, she's like, "You're damp." And he goes, and Ingrid's like, "To the da- like the daughter's damp." And Ingrid's like, "Yeah, she peed herself in the restaurant." They were really nice about it. She didn't change. Like, how is Ingrid the responsible one? At one point after that, like she the says, dad, "I'll mother all three of you." The dad's gonna pick. Which fucking Jesus? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the dad, but Richie's gonna take the kids to dinner, and she's like, "Ingrid's going with you. If you ditch her, she's calling the cops." And I'm like, "Ingrid is not the responsible person. She left her kids sitting in her own pee for a day. Right? That was early. Right? Ingrid's going for a free dinner. Yeah, like- clearly, clearly. Uh, but yeah, she's like taking pictures of that dude's dick, and he tell he like convinces her to like. She comes up. She says like she has all these pictures of like. Oh, and then he gets all scummy about Jimmy it. Jimi Hendrix in his under in her in her underwear, and turns out she's got all these pictures of like. <laughs> oh yeah, junkie wrote- <laughs> musicians like kicking it or whatever. I go. I wrote. Oh, Devin is so cool. <laughs> she's not selling out. Look how cool she is. Uh, she's so not cool. Uh. Yeah, here's the thing. She's 100% going to sell out. Well, obviously she doesn't because we know the show's canceled. But I feel like next season, she definitely would have sold those pictures. Also, like, just to, like, just to, we can end Devin's story. Yeah, she doesn't come back. She, it's, she comes back There's... at the very end of this episode because he goes to see her. And tells her well, what he goes, happened. Well, first, there's one more scene where he goes, which I actually really liked, where he goes, uh, uh, there's a thing that I that happened in this episode where I suddenly liked Julie. Uh, yeah, Julie I wrote that. Yeah. I wrote that. I was like, when did I start liking Julie? And now I also yeah. like the son of Quaid. Like, yeah, 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 this- yeah, yeah. Exactly. The same thing. Uh, but so Julie can like tells him, like, like he kind of has a heart-to-heart with him. He has an interesting moment where he tells him, like, I don't know where I fit in in this office anymore. Like, you're booking these nasty bits, and I don't fucking know what's happening. Uh, But then he tells him, like, I know Devin left, but don't give up on that. Like, you saw what happened with my wife. I didn't do shit, and you got to do something. Uh, Which kind of motivates him to go over to the Chelsea and and try to win her back. But when he walks in, he hears what sounds like a dude fucking. This was a great scene. It's so great. I loved this. It sounds like a dude fucking. So he comes around the corner, and it's a dude trying to hit... A flying bat with a tennis racket. Well, he goes to a door first. He goes to one door, and, and this not- guy's like zipping his pants up, yeah. and you're thinking like, "Oh shit!" He's like, "Dev, come to the goddamn door!" Yeah. And then that guy's like, "Oh, dude, dude she doesn't live here." Down the hall. And I'm like, "She's like two great. doors down." That's like, funny. Yeah, he says like long hair. Yeah, she's two doors down, and he where she's credit. He's like, "Oh shit, sorry, dude." And he goes next door, he hears the fucking noises, but when it turns out, it's literally a guy trying to hit a bat that's flying around with a tennis racket. Now, quick interjection for a story about Chris Cubas. I grew up <laughs> in uh, in upstate New York, and we were by a river, in the, like, kind of, not, we are woodsy. We, and it was an old-ass house, like an old, shitty house, and we would get bats in our house, like, on the reg. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would say pretty weekly, we would yeah. have a bat or two flying around our house. And yeah, we would 100% hit them with tennis rackets. I Like, you're not supposed to. I hope the statute of limitations has expired on this crime. 
But it's like, I'm not going to call a guy and pay a couple hundred dollars every week to yeah. get a bat out of my house. So no, we hit him with tennis rackets, and then I scooped him into a, a coffee can, and I threw him in the woods across the street. Uh, so this, <laughs> this, that scene of them trying to hit the bat was so real to me. It was also like a really sweet, like like a sweet moment for Richie because he walks in, he's like, "Oh shit, I'll yeah, help yeah. you." Like that, I actually really enjoyed that moment because, like, he see like when he turns the corner and you can see he's like, "Oh, he's fucking my wife," and then he turns the corner and he sees what's happening and he immediately he's like, "Oh shit, all right, give me the, give me the racket." He accidentally hits the guy. And he yeah. hits him, and like the guy's kind of busted open by the rack. He's bleeding. And he's like, "Oh fuck yeah, you don't need stitches." Like I don't think any stitches, whatever. They're talking, and then there's that. Re- they both have the realization of like, "Oh shit, you're the girl whose wife. Like, I'm, yeah. You're the guy whose wife I'm fucking, and you're the guy who's fucking my wife." Yeah. They have that moment. They're both together. like, "Oh, you're that dude." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was handled really well because like neither of them freaked out in that moment. Richie no. didn't punch him. There was nothing like they just had this moment of oh fuck like we bonded and now it's too hard like we can't go back to not having this moment together. Yeah, I actually did really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, but so she has so Devin has this moment where he comes to her and he's like I want you back and she's like fuck off. Uh, and then at the very end of the episode, he comes to her and confesses that he murdered Buck Rogers. Yeah. Um, and then so she, when she does- doesn't say anything. She kind of has like a shocked look. Yeah. He leaves and then she's just standing on the street. That is the end of Devin. She is yeah. not in the next episode. Right. She is and nowhere like, in the next episode. Like, they so clearly were like, we are so greenlit for this. Net. Like, oh, yeah. It's kind of like, oh, God, that just, like, twists the knife. Because mm. I, th- I didn't realize it watching it the first go-round, but, like, now I'm watching it and I'm like, Oh fuck! Like that makes it so they were much riding more for sad. An, yeah. They were riding for another season 100%. for sure. Um, uh, my first note was, "God, I hope he goes to jail. He's not going to, but I really hope he does." <laughs> the, it opens with him in jail because the last episode ended with him in jail. Yeah. His lawyer comes and gets him out. It's been a couple of days. It's yeah. like the weekend. They show that roach on the bench, and it's, it's exactly like the shot from The Departed with the rat yeah, crossing. Yeah, the fucking, way too fucking much get like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and we find out that he's like he gets offered a, a deal by the feds that if he can inf- if he'll inform on the mob guy, yeah, so that they'll, they'll bury unique. The, what a unique storyline! It's, <laughs> it's really dumb, and I, it bummed me out that that's like just how that ends. <laughs> there is a terrible line where the like the guys leave. He's with his lawyer, and he goes, well, "What do you think I should do?" And he goes, "Well, I think if you rat on." whoever the mob guy's name is. I actually took a note at one point here, too, where it's like, it should tell me something that I don't know a single character's name outside of Richie, Devin, and Julie. I I don't know anyone else's name. I call them, like, by the actor's name or, like, black manager dude, Nazi bitch guy, curly hair. I don't know anyone's name. I said, uh, I said, focusing this hard on Italian names in this late of the game seems crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not don't throw learn all that. these Italian names at me now. Absolutely, and it's not even like his name is like Vinny, whatever. It's like Cogliostro Bombalini or whatever. It's insane. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a X Man name. <laughs> uh, but the, so the lawyer, so he's like, "What do you think I should do?" And the lawyer says, uh, "Well, I think if you if you snitch on so and so, he's going to kill you." But I also think the last guy I know went to jail, got his teeth knocked out so they could fuck him in the mouth without scraping. So I don't know what you should do. And I was like, Jesus Christ, man. I get what you were trying to say, but you could have scaled it back a little bit. 
See, like, I was sick, so my notes go from, oh, this is so fucking played, like, why are him to catch the mob, to, wait, how'd he get out? <laughs> fair enough. It happens that's, in, that's like, a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're, like, having a conversation, and the next thing you know, he's, he's walking outside. into the fucking... I, I assume he posted bail. I don't honestly even think they say yeah. what they did. But I, I, there's also, I think, that maybe the feds just told to, like, give him a couple days because we want him to, t- to come in on this. Yeah. And then Homegirl gets kicked out. I fucking really enjoyed that because I was like, oh, fuck. They're, it feels like they're making stakes. Yep. People have shit to lose. Also, Except that, not really. She got kicked nope. out. She just goes and stays with a nasty big guy. Yep. Fucks a couple yep. dudes. Yep. Fine. Uh-huh. Um, can we, I want to focus on that real hard later. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll get to it. We'll so, get to it. But my favorite part about this is that normally when people are kicked out, their stuff is just on the street, and that's all right. you see. But yeah, in yeah, this yeah. one, you see a homeless guy stealing shit, and I'm like, that is the most realistic. Yeah, 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 yeah Like, yeah, that's yeah. what's up. Like, she's walking up, and she's like, what's this guy doing? And she's like, oh, fuck, he's like, that's my stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that sure. was the most realistic, like, kicked out scene I've seen in a while. Yeah, I like that. And then we we find out that the, I mean, it's not said explicitly, but I think it's pretty clear that the mom paid the aunt to throw yeah. her out, uh, which is wild shitty. And particularly if you're the aunt, let her come get her shit. Like, you're doing a wild, shitty thing. Yeah. You're throwing this girl on the street because someone you're, gave you some money. You're throwing family out right. because other family and is gave, shitty. And, like, yeah, and gave you money, right? So that's super shitty. At least wait for her to show up so she can get her stuff. Yeah. Then leave her shit on the street. And then, and then she throw her down the stairs. And literally throw her down the stairs. <laughs> Damn. I actually kind of laughed at that. And there's a tiny bit of attention to detail where later on when she fucks the two dudes. She's got that. She's got a, like a bruise yeah, on her shoulder. Yeah, look at my injury while I fuck two dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get we can it. Just, let's just get into it. Yeah. This, all right. There's a great moment where Andy, uh, who actually there's another name I know, the new girl that's taken over yes. to be her, uh, Richie's ex or whatever, like sees her and she's like, oh, this is your first band. You know you don't have to fuck them, right? Yep. And she's like, did someone tell you? Like, I really, what I, my favorite part was she goes, you know you don't have to fuck them. Did he tell you you have to fuck him? Like, she's, like, kind of yeah. giving her an out. Because, like, yeah, maybe Richie or Julie said you had to fuck him. That's not unconceivable. Yeah. Uh, and she's she, like, gets all pissed off. And then we find out that... Uh, well, because they're at... Because the, so, so she gets kicked out. She goes to stay with uh, Mick nah. Jagger's kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, that's cute. Like, there's a cute moment where, like, he's being nice like, to cries, her. And she like, cries. We her. see, yeah, like, yeah. we see them having a relationship. And then they go to a photo shoot. And, like, immediately she's like, you're my hero to this other guy for cutting his hair. So, the, the, uh, so Mick Jagger's kid, the nasty bit singer guy, Kip. Fuck, I'm, I'm pulling names out my ass. Damn, dude. It Um, took, it took nine nine episodes. episodes, Uh, is like throwing a hissy fit because they want him to, like, dress Britishy while the other people, like, she's gonna sip tea while the other guys trash the place or whatever. And he's like, I don't want to be about my allegiance to the fucking queen or whatever the fuck he says. Uh, and he gets in a kind of an argument with the, the, the long-haired guitarist guy that they, he met in the guitar shop. And he tells him, like, oh, what? You don't care about your image? Like, if I told you to cut that long hair, you'd do it? And the guy's like, you know what? Yeah, cut it. And then she leans in, like, you're my hero in a very flirty way. And I was yeah. like, oh, so Andy told you not to fuck a dude, and your plan is to fuck two dudes. Yeah. That seems like a I, poor yeah. idea. I go, did Drug Girl just hit on the other nasty bit? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 that's exactly what they are. Nasty bit one, nasty yeah. bit two. Um, uh, 
And then there's, she an, then there's another scene with Andy. Uh, well, well, it's the same scene. And so, yeah. so she tells her not to fuck anybody, and he, she's like, "What's well, it's none of your business." And I, I like her return, which is, "It's absolutely my business. Like, yeah. I'm your boss. These are our clients. It's a hundred percent on my business." We find out in that scene that uh, the C. black C. secretary, Cece, nicely done, Thank is uh, we'll do this is together. pregnant by Hannibal. Yeah. And she's like, are you fucking serious? Like, and and I Richie. Like, there's no, and Richie's trying to be like, hey, calm down. Hey, back off. Like, he's trying yeah. to be nice. But what I like is there's no fucking chill in Andy. Andy's no. like, fuck, no, you're an idiot and you're an idiot. You got fucking pregnant by this? Are you crazy? Like, she's not fucking around. Yeah. Even to the point where, like, where Richie finally tells her, like, to shut the fuck up or whatever. She's like, really? You want me to fucking walk her to the clinic with 600 bucks or whatever? She goes, go. <laughs> she says, like, fuck your fuck your own ass or something weird. She likes, it's a weird phrasing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But she, I like that he's trying to be good and Andy's all business. That's kind of what I like about Andy. Because she told him up front. She's like, I'm not here to be personal and I'm not here to fucking take care of you or any of this shit. I'm here to run business. Yeah. And I like that she's sticking to that. Yeah. And, uh-huh. then, and then after that scene is when she, when, uh, drug girl... Where curly hair, curly goes hair. In. There's a scene at the at the nasty bits apartment. All I there could think, nasty bit one and two. All I could think was like, man, I bet this scene was fun to film. <laughs> this seems like a fun scene to film. <laughs> is, is that because you find both of those dudes hot? Because uh, if you well, don't find them attractive, that's got to be a very uncomfortable scene to film. Right, <laughs> which is like, yeah, of course I find both of those dudes hot. Okay. Like Mick Jagger, if it was Mick Jagger's old wrinkly body, I'd be into it. <laughs> but, like his son, yes, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she fucks both of them, which is immediately a problem because right. they're both children, and particularly Kip, and it becomes a bigger issue in the next episode. Yeah, but yeah, they're immediately pissed. But literally, Andy's line when she's yelling at them is, "Why are women such stupid fucking twats?" Yeah, she just says that and to it's, a pregnant lady. It's, it's so great. So, uh, it's so great. It's really good. Uh, um, so so we, we're missing a big like. Let's just go back to the beginning for a second and kind of set up what's happening in this episode. Yeah. So like the mob guys are kind of coming in and yeah, they're they're the, setting up shop inside of the record. His studio. old boss. His old boss, the bald-headed guy, his old record label the boss. The guy that took out Lester. Right. Is now set up in that office. And he has some fucking great lines that are, like, shitty as a person, but good lines. Yeah, he reminded try- me of my to- first boss so much, and it was just triggering. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's trying to get his own secretary, and Richie's like, you and I will share Cece. And he's like, is she the one with the, with the hair? And it makes, like, a sign of an afro. And she's like, he goes, she's got an attitude. So you want to make a point, you do it on your own time, which is like racist, shitty thing. Oh, but it's man. and it's so perfectly racist, shitty that like literally that's what everyone's saying about Colin Kaepernick or whatever. His yeah, name is, like right now. Yeah, yeah, saying yeah. The same shit about him. So racism has not changed. But he's like, I, I enjoy the dynamic that he's bringing, where he's <laughs> like. Just sort of bringing an old school record label all business. Yeah, his, fucking his, thing to can it. we just do a mashup of a bunch of oldies that people like? Well, what's fu- I there was a time I had watched a documentary about it, but there was a time when, and I think it's right, it's like maybe in the sixties into the seventies, where they started selling those compilations on TV mm-hmm. and on the radio, and they were huge business. Mm-hmm. You paid like cheap money for the like you already own the rights to all the music, so they didn't have to pay for that shit. Uh, you put a bunch of that shit on a record, and people bought it by the fucking truckload. So he's actually bringing like 
if you want to make money, good ideas. Mm-hmm. Richie doesn't really give a fuck about making money. He's trying to make art or whatever. Yeah. But he understands he can't tell the mob guy's fucking connection no. So that dynamic, I actually very much enjoyed of him, like, kind of having to put up with this guy yeah. telling him good fucking business ideas. Yeah. Well, and then there's the that Coke scene where, like, Ray and the mob dude are doing Coke. And all it was was, like, I don't know what anyone is saying in that scene because they just keep, <laughs> they just keep showing Richie being like, look, I'm not doing it. Yeah, it's like, he, okay, like, we don't need it that much. Like, just don't do it. I, at literally at this point in the show, I was like, just fucking do Coke, man. Just be interested. Like, I don't care about you getting clean. I don't care about you enough as a person to want you to get clean. So just do Coke and go watch Bruce Lee. That's more yeah. fun for me at this point. Yeah. Uh, and then I and what also bums me out real hard is Ray Romano doing Coke, man. It's so sad. It is. It's it's, just, it really sad. It really creeps me out. Yeah. Like, yeah, it yeah. just makes it's me like... like if you watched your dad do Coke, yeah. it's like, oh, I don't want to see that. Uh, you know, your dad smokes a joint. All right, cool. You're like, yeah. you're fun. But you're your the dad, fun dad. Is doing way too much Coke with some greasy mob dude. Ugh. Yeah. And then I, I, I literally wrote, <laughs> I honestly don't get any of this mob shit. It's real dumb. The only line that I liked in there... Because it's act a hundred percent true, uh, the mob guy who Richie killed Buck Rogers with uh, says to him like he's talking to Ray about that that uh, wedding singer guy he's trying to work yeah. with, and he goes, "Oh, that David Bowie knockoff, yeah, that'd be <laughs> yeah. good." And the guy he's like, "What? No, he's like he's not changing his own thing. He's like he, uh, we're changing his name." And he goes, "What to Wiggy Fart Dust?" Wiggy Fart Dust. Was I great. laughed out loud at Wiggy <laughs> Fart Dust because that's so like. It's so it's, dumb. It's perfectly the amount of clever for a dumb guy. Yes. Right? Like cuz it's 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 kind of funny, but from a dumb dude it's perfect. Uh Oh boy. Uh, At some point, I just wrote, these kids are fucked, talking about Tevin oh, and Richie's kids. Literally, they're useless. One of them's walking around covered in pee. Yeah. Oh, and then there's another moment where Julie, in that, in that uh, when Julie goes to see Richie and he has that, like, come to Jesus moment, he tells him, uh, you know, I saw, I went and saw this guy, uh, Bruce Springsteen, and I was like, fuck you! If we get a fake Bruce Springsteen, I'm gonna be so goddamn Oh, yeah. Mad. Oh, yeah. Uh, we didn't. Thank luckily, God. Luckily. But, uh... At one point, I said, I just wish that this was just Ray and Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Julie, I, I mean, it, it is, it's There's good. There's another be- moment where they're, like, on the on a uh, sofa together, and they're just talking and being real. Yeah. And it's so good. When I, those I, two guys together is sure. so good. I will say that it's, it's, the reason I like Julie all of a sudden is because of that scene and a couple scenes to follow. So if they are writing for another season, they realize, oh, we have to develop some of these other characters more so we have shit to talk about. Yeah. So I think in the context of the show, it's good to like give Julie some shit to do. Uh, but other than that, I like, I yeah, it should be Ray. Um, Jesus Christ. So there's a line where Richie in that conversation with Julie... He goes, yeah, my plan's not working. You want to lay that on me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's your plan. You just said it's my yeah. plan. And then uh, at some point, someone says, fuck like the young. Ugh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I, think, I think Julie says that. I think it has to be gross. Julie that would say that. It's so gross. Um, and then, meanwhile, 
Son of Quaid is doing some underground badass shit. I like Son of Quaid now, and it leads more into the next episode, which we find out a little bit more. But so he's still with Hector from the mailroom, yep. and he's going to all these underground parties. How do you know he, Hector's name, my he, man? Because I like Hector. I, I, I like Hector good. gave him a bunch of shit, and now he's. I like. I, there's a reveal in the next episode where some where he's like, "Me and Hector have been going to all these clubs," and everyone and the, the other guys go, "Who are who the fuck is Hector?" And then, and then he, Hector just like turns, just like panel around and he's behind it and he just nods at them i was like fuck yeah i like that <laughs> uh, it's just it's just a silly reveal but i really enjoyed it um yeah we so fucking what we find out is that they were supposed to cut this band indigo or whatever the yeah fuck, and uh the mailroom guy we find this out more in the next episode but we're kind of we can just go through uh didn't set didn't deliver the letter dropping them from the label and he's been going to all these underground disco parties and having them play this record and it's doing great i actually really like that first scene when he goes with hector and the guy yeah. playing whatever and he gives him the record also is that what people were listening to before disco because funk yeah kind of uh particularly even black people in the ghetto like, and underground it didn't even bars. feel like funk though yeah it was like kind of latin funk it was like yeah. kind of that percussive yeah, I think that was definitely the lead into. To this, me, though. I don't know for for me, I guess I'm ignorant, uh, but I was like, oh, like this is what people dance to now, though, right? Because it's made a comeback. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's going to all these underground clubs and making and having them play this record, and I like that first scene where he gives them the record, everybody's dancing or whatever, and the guy puts it on, and everyone stops dancing. Yeah, and like what the fuck is this? Put the fucking funk back on, but then like slowly little pockets of people start dancing and it kind of takes over and it's 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 better than the obvious move would be have for them to play it and everyone goes oh shit yeah Yeah. but the build of like people kind of getting it and understanding because it is at the time kind of a new thing so i enjoyed that like they they kind of did a little nuance that's actually the most nuanced storyline happening right now yeah because there's not a ton of dialogue it's all kind of shown uh, my dog is being wildly adorable right now. Um, <laughs> it's all kind of done. All the story in that is mostly done verbal until the next, uh, done visually until the next episode. So like, it's all just people dancing. Something plays. They like it. They don't. There's not a lot of talk. It's actually done very well, I think. Um, yeah. So my yeah, my note was. Uh... Was this really what people were listening to before disco? It was way better. I'm back to hating Son of Quaid. <laughs> uh, and then I also said that like scenes like that should definitely be followed by, and I'm going to give a shout out to The Get Down yeah, on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, that's just good. Because it's the same... Sorry, my dog's <laughs> trying to get attention. It's the same genre and era, sure. but The Get Down does it so much better. A thousand times better. A thousand times So better. much better. A thousand times better. Um... Yeah, for sure. But that being said, it did make me like, like yeah. uh, Mick Jagger's kid. I had to make sure Ripley does not eat. Quaid. Ripley, get over here. That one's Quaid's kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quaid's kid. Sorry. Also, I didn't even realize that until you like, well, we said this last episode. <laughs> and now I'm thinking about, like, I feel like this show was mostly financed by Mick Jagger so that his kid could have something to do. Uh-huh. Well, it was originally written as a play, as oh, a musical, really? that Mick Jagger wanted to put on Broadway. Oh, wow. I didn't know any of that. Uh, I looked it up. 
Uh, yeah, I'm not Because I was that. like, why, God, why? I'm not doing any research on this fucking show. Um, um, and then I wrote, I fell asleep, but I think Richie just paid for that abortion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, one, it's not addressed again, but definitely. Uh, the other thing that's happening uh, that I like is the black manager dude shows up and sees that that mob guy has mm-hmm. moved in. And he's like, fuck this place. I don't give a fuck about your music. I'm out. Um, he comes back in the next episode with some good shit. The main, I think the main takeaway from this episode is that, and it's fucking fantastic, because it's done really well. Richie, uh, not Richie, I'm sorry, Ray Romano. Ray. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Zach. Zach. What? I'm pulling names out. Zach gets a phone call from the hotel in Vegas. And from the casino, and they're like, hey, we want to, you know, we really appreciate your patronage last time. We want to offer you a, a VIP package to come back, and uh, we'll fly you out private, and VIP all the way, and blah, blah, blah. And he tells, uh, and he doesn't get it right away, which I really like. He's like, yeah, sure, totally. Okay, call me tomorrow. We'll work it out. And he tells the other, the, the guy who hides the records, like, yeah, they want to fly me back out. And he's like, oh, how much did you, how much did you spend? He's like, oh, man, I played blackjack drunk. It's a bad idea. I think I spent like $800. The guy's like, yeah, this is that's not. You'll be on a cattle bus. You'll be on a cattle car with a bunch of other people. It's not gonna be private. Like, no, it's all private. And then he starts remembering things, and he realizes, and he figures out that Richie gambled all that fucking money away. And I like that Ray immediately just beats the fuck out of Richie. There's no yep. bullshit. There's no fucking around. He runs into him, and she's like, "What?" And he just starts punching him in the face. Uh, I just wrote, "Oh fuck, Ray." my dude and a sad face <laughs> uh it actually leads into <laughs> what i think might be the best part of this next episode and we can kind of just jump into the next episode well at the end he uh uh, uh richie yeah. listens to a nasty bit song right and he feels like everything's fucked up. He listens to that nasty bit song. Right. It's a cover of Lester's song. And then he calls the guy and he's like, I'll take the deal. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. the nasty oh, right, bit yeah, yeah, song yeah, is yeah. what makes you want to tell. Okay. And then I wrote JFC for Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> and there's also a couple moments in that episode we didn't touch because I don't want to touch them. But there is like a couple ghost singers. Yeah. One. I think it might be supposed to be Donovan or something. I'm at I the point know. where I don't even know what they're supposed to be anymore. I, I just wrote Ghost Song. I, yeah, I skipped yeah, over yeah, that yeah. as who well. Gi- who gives a shit? Um, Richie takes the deal. Good, I guess. Whatever. At sure. least it's something. It's, it's, it's all... It, none of it is catching me off guard. None of it. Not one bit of it. And then at the end of a finale of any of any series or of any uh, uh, season, I always want to be like, where did these characters start off? Could not do Couldn't it. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Could <laughs> yeah, not yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Forgot entirely. Um, the next episode's Richie. You know, he takes a deal. We get more disco stuff, which I like. Yep. And then... Oh, that uh, bar that they're meeting at. By the wait, way... Wait, 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 wait. We'll wait. Okay, save it. Okay, save okay. it. But motherfuck, did that make me angry. Um, so... Uh, we got problems in the band because in the nasty bits because she's fucking. I just two people. realized why why you were angry because my first note says I think Jake Flores works at this bar because <laughs> I forgot anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. We'll go back to that. Uh, um, so well, he's Jake meeting Flores. You've heard on the podcast before, by the way. <laughs> he's meeting. He's with meeting these with these cops guys, and one of the cops is like. Uh, 
So you take it? That's cool. What, about, what are groupies about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude's immediately just all I want to know about. <laughs> like, I kind of love that cop. That guy's a douchebag in the perfect way, and he just They keeps... also hate the NYPD. Yeah, those two yeah, detectives yeah, yeah, are like, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, those guys are a bunch of pussies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ray, uh, Zach, I should say, now that I know his name, fucking, I love it and hate it, but it's perfect. Ray, uh, Zach decides... He's going to take Richie out, right? <sighs> Not murder him, but he's going to... like there's Come a pl- close! Well, here, So, all right. In his head, I think. I don't think he thought that through. So here's what happens. Uh, Zach has a conver- goes to have a meeting with the mob guy, the real head of the mob guy. And uh, he tells him that there's a... Like, Richie's fucking up. He's a drug addict. He's fucking abandoning his family. He's lying all the time. There is a morals clause in the contract that says that he can be removed if he's being a piece of shit. And I want you to know that I'm going to try to have him removed. And the guy, the mob guy's like, oh, okay, I'm glad you came to me, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and as soon as we see, I see him walk in to have the meeting with the mob guy, I'm like, Ray! And this is what I like about it. You have established multiple times that you are bad at meetings. Yeah. Don't do this. Yeah. And then he goes to the most important meeting of his life because he might not leave it alive. And literally at one point goes like, oh, it's like that movie. Uh, oh, fuck. I shouldn't say it out loud. Like, he says it like, he's like, he says, it's like that movie. He's like, what movie? He's like, the the Godfather. Like, he's like, so bad at meetings. And I like that the show had the decency to set that up early multiple times. So that when we get to this, it's like, God damn it. I just wrote SMH for that one. I was like, And then I said, tattling Ray, boo. Uh, and then before this, I said, I, I hate that baby Quaid did disco, but I'm happy he found his way. And then I <laughs> immediately wrote, I don't care. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, it's fine. And What's then, oh, weird. She yokoed them. <laughs> she totally yokoed that man immediately. Um, I really, and, and that comes back in the play more later in the episode. I actually really like the shit with Ray. I, I like that he snitched. He was. Because he's not. He's, he's not, not that. snitching. He's, he's not snitching, he's but not he's also... trying I, to, but he is. He's, he 100% is, but he's also, like, he's not savvy to that kind of shit. No. There's a, there's a moment later where Ray se- where Richie tells him, like, the fuck's wrong with you? You're from Queens. You should know better. He doesn't. He's, <coughs> he's, he's just a guy way over his head. In yeah. all In all ways. So he's trying to make this band happen, and he's over his head in that. He has no idea what he's talking about, and this guy is clearly... The more we talk, see Xavier, the more we know that he's just a fucking David Bowie ripoff, right? Yeah. He has this, all these drawings of his fucking uh, stage performance. It's just him as an alien. It's all just Ziggy Stardust shit. The kid's got a good voice, but he has nothing else. And yeah. Ray doesn't recognize that. And I like that he's, while like we want to root for him, he's definitely in over his head. And, and while he was talking to Xavier or whatever, they're going over the drawings, that was the longest amount of time we've spent in a recording studio in this entire <laughs> series about recording music. That's a thousand percent accurate. And that conversation I actually like because Ray's trying to like make himself feel good or feel like a big man. Because he tells, because he feels like he's about to take it over. Yeah, yeah. And Julie tells him, like, or not Julie, the lawyer guy with the mutton chops is like, "Well, who's going to run A and R?" He's like, "I will." And he's like, "Who's going to run this?" And he's like, "I can do both." It's surprising how much money you can do when you're not a fucking, how much work you can do when you're not a fucking drug addict. Uh, and he tells him, like, "Yeah, I know the mob guy. We're actually good friends. We like the people who know the most don't talk or whatever." Uh, 
And like, yeah, you are try- you're so pretending and thinking that you've got yeah. this handled and you have no idea what you're talking about. Which I enjoy comes back real fast because he shows up to work and the mob guy is already there with Richie. And he's like, the fuck? You think I was going to listen to your snitching fucking rat ass? Like, this doesn't trust... He's like, they say something like, Richie's going to pay me back. And if we, if Richie gets fired, then you're going to pay me back. And if you both die, then your fucking daughters are going to pay me back. And I don't care if i got to put them on the street and work off every fucking penny. I was like, yeah, you idiots. You, you thought you were getting... Like, Richie knows the stakes. Yeah. He knows this is real mob shit. Ray does not. Uh, which I enjoy very much. Uh, um, which leads into more mo- there's more like crime shit in this episode which is like <laughs> okay. my next note is what is this so <laughs> and then I said new cop man cops fuck everything up <laughs> which is true which is yeah. exactly what happens so there's yeah. a, oh Ripley is trying my dog is oh, trying, to eat a, trying to eat a moth uh, I think might have caught it uh, so that, oh, that never is the mind. Definitely shit not. I've ever seen. She's gonna run into a wall real fast. Um, so in that conversation, mob guy says like, "You think I give like? Are you fucking serious?" He's like, "I have a chop shop over by the Yankee Stadium that I used to crush stolen cars, and you're lucky not you're not in one of the trunks of those cars right now." Yeah. The bug is still in the office that the detectives had, the NYPD have, and they use that information to bust that chop shop, like, six hours later. Yeah. And so immediately the mob's like, oh, these one of these assholes fucking snitched me out. They grab... I really enjoyed that scene. The where Cinderella Ray? Ray's walking down the street and he steps in some dog shit, and then as he's, like, trying to get it off his shoe, this car pulls up and it's the mob guy, and he fucking yokes him up and throws him in the car. Before he does, he's like, not in the car, and he kicks his shoe, like, Nick takes his shoe off and then throws him in the car. Uh, they take him to like a place and it was like which one of you fucking snitched blah 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 it's kind of a long boring scene the end result is that the guy Richie murdered Buck Rogers with starts talking too much out of his ass yep. and the mob boss kills him Yep. in front of Ray and in front of Richie I and, like how Ray is uh, not prepared to handle that shit man no not at all he he throws up he's like like, yeah, I bad. mean, Richie's, like, carrying him out, which is another, like, it's no them, matter what, these yeah, two dudes are going to be homies. Yeah, like, it's so that good. connection. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, uh, I really, and then right after that, so they get out, and I wrote, fuck, I am so scared for Ray. Oh, this whole episode, I was waiting for Ray to die, and then I remembered at that point that they, they were already planning a second season. So, like, I was like, okay, he's probably safe. Because, like, if he, if they knew this was going to be the end, I was like, Ray's definitely dead. Yeah. But if they, knowing that they had another season planned, I'm sure he, I, that's when I thought he was Whenever, be yeah, whenever they took that mob guy out, whenever they shot him, like, right in front of everybody, my note was, well, fuck Joe, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for like, sure. Like, no fuck one really him. gave a shit about him. Uh, in between this, Lester and Quaid, son of Quaid, have had their comeuppance. Where uh, Lester has to give the rights to that song, and he's oh, like, "I love." It. It's not his comeuppance because that's not the right term, but like, yeah, he's getting his. Yeah. Uh, so not getting his in a bad way. So so what turns out is they want to use the so so the nasty bits are covering Lester the Black Manager song, and they find out that they don't really have the rights to it because they never recorded it. Yep. So they have to get the rights. From him, and he's like, "Fuck you! I'm not giving you shit." You let those mob guys, you guys in back there. in. Yeah. You know what they did to me. Uh, he's like, "I'm trying to give you a career." He's like, "I had a career, and your friends fucking broke my throat." Yeah. Uh, and Richie gives him offers him ten grand and two point five uh, points. Uh, dogs dropping bones. So he, he offers him ten grand and two point five points, 
and he's like, fuck you, 20 grand, five points, and you give me more fucking bands to manage. So I like that Lester's yeah. like, he's like, he got- yeah, he's pissed, but he's smart enough to fucking recognize the opportunity when he sees yeah. it and take that, that bull by the horn, so to speak. I, I really like that. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, I loved that scene. It was so good, so- and it was almost like, okay, now those two can be good, too. That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not good, which they're I also not- like. But he won't not- even shake his hands. Oh, but- that was fucking it's great. So good. Lester, he goes, uh, Richie goes off from a handshake, and he's like, I'll cash your fucking check. Uh, and I've not, you don't see, like, not shaking someone's hand like that. Like, in, in TV and movies, you see it like, nah, dude. Yeah, but he yeah, just yeah, stood yeah, yeah. there and stared. Stared him in his eyes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And then I right really before did. that, Quaid and uh, and Hector, the guys are in the, Julie and the and the Ginger, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Conan O'Brien looking guy, <laughs> uh, are like, man, this Indigo thing, it sucks that we got rid of him. Then they throw the letter. They He's like, I never out sent the, it. They found out the letter's never sent. The money's ours. Baby like, Quaid is like, yeah, I, I've been fucking making, I've been playing him everywhere. Because the band that uh, Baby Quaid has been playing is now charting. Yeah. 72 with a bullet or whatever. Uh, but he's been like, yeah, I've been getting them played all over the place. This scene, like, this is a whole untapped market. Like, you're welcome, bitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Which put is me back in the mailroom. And interesting. It's good that they like he took curly hair's advice to heart. He went out and hustled. He did a thing. Yep. and Now it's paying off. Yep. I, I enjoy. And like, he hustled differently than everybody yes, else, for sure. For and sure. it was probably the most uh, like. His hustle is kind of like how anyone hustles now. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah, is yeah. interesting, because he was, like, out there, like, getting it, like, have the masses hear it, and then work it up. Right, right, which right, Which is, right, like, right. how music works now. It's not, like, have it on the radio, and then yeah, it'll sell. Yeah, no one cares about the music. No yeah. one cares about radio, yeah, for sure. Uh, and even in this episode, where she says, like, with the nasty bits, they're not going to make it on radio play. The DJs will talk about them, because they're going to see it underground and see it at bands and, yeah. and shows and then the kids will figure out about it that way they're not going to hear it on the radio um there's a, a fucking thing that happens that I, I at one point i literally wrote this note i just uh i hope nothing works out for anyone that's really <laughs> what that is how i care how i feel about all these characters like, that's like for, so many of my notes that are like what is this what's I, well, happening i uh there's a moment where ray comes back after having seen that guy get murdered and he's walking, and I was like, oh, I think he might have shit his pants. But then I realized, no, he just only has one shoe. Yeah. And that, that attention to detail is really good, because like, he goes and sits at his desk. Uh, he tells off the Xavier kid who thinks he's going to get like an apartment or whatever. Which he's is... Like, Fuck. So great. So good. Uh, he just... He, the, the, the wedding singer guy is like, I can't be driving in from Massapequa every week. I need an apartment in the village by other artists and blah, blah, blah. And, and before, Ray was like, yeah, you know, maybe in a couple weeks we'll have some money. We can make that happen. And when Ray comes back from seeing that guy get shot, he's like, you're not getting an apartment. His Joe Cocker lives in a fucking Buick. And he was like, yeah, good for you. And then the guy who's definitely gay that works oh, there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's like, you can sleep in my apartment. My wife doesn't mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah and then yeah. later on, we find out that he has this stupid hot wife and yeah. i'm like oh that's so good that's um, so good um so uh nasty bits are about to perform nasty bits are supposed to perform but uh there's been a fight and uh one uh, at one point curly hair tells uh kip that the lead singer that she's got feelings for both him and the other guitarist after their threesome it's like it's an attraction it's something i don't know what it is and he shows a fucking hissy fit because he's a child uh, and he's like, fuck you! I quit the band! Get the fuck out! Blah, blah, blah. Uh, 
we find out like oh no one's heard from him we can't find him he's smacked out of his fucking head yep uh in the apartment which that scene made me laugh really hard because that what they do to fix him is shoot a bunch of cocaine into him. Well, at first I wrote, this shower will fix this overdose. Yeah, they, Great. They, they try to put him in a bathtub, but and he's then, wild overdose. Yeah, and then in all caps, I go, whoa, cocaine injections. Yeah, yeah. Like, kind of, I would probably fuck with that. <laughs> Richie, is, it's kind of great, too, because like, Richie's like, like, get me some coke, and he's putting water in it, and he's like making a solution. And then fucking Lester is like, don't shake it up too much. You got to be careful about the bubbles. Like, they clearly have Like, the two there. old dogs that are no, in the yeah, room yeah, are yeah. like, they yeah, this and up. this and this. And then all the young guys are like, I don't, well, is this okay? Is this going to kill him? Uh, it doesn't. He wakes up immediately, and Richie's like, all right, you got to go fucking sing, get to work. <laughs> it's really it's all that so happens. Good. That's kind of the only and look, consequences of that overdose. Yeah, and that, which is like. Wait, why didn't that save so many people? Yeah, there's like, so much Why have we been doing that? Now we have like people. Narcam or whatever. It's like a nasal spray that's supposed to. That, I mean, it does. Bring, it brings it, you it, back. If you overdose, it's like stops an overdose. Damn. But, uh, uh, but yeah, back in the day, it was just cocaine. Uh, and it worked fine, which I cocaine kind of enjoyed. Cocaine and water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back in my <laughs> day, it was coke and water, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then he fires her in front of both of them. It's so good because what, what, what happens is that. Uh, the two Kip and them are fighting, and Kip's like, "Why don't you fucking like?" They, it comes up that it's about curly hair. Yeah, and Richie's like, "What? Are you serious? You two are fighting over a girl. You're fired. Get the fuck out of here!" And throws her out. And she's like, "You can't do this!" And get the fuck out of here. Yes, he can. Uh, and he tells him like, "Look, there's gonna be thousands of women that you, more than you can ever imagine. You're about to have the most important show of your fucking life. Get your shit together." Yeah, which they do. Um, I actually like the show. Um, yeah, it, well, I do. I did have a question of like, who the fuck boos a band like right off the top? I loved it so much. They walk out. How and drunk the, are the? How the, drunk is that audience to be like it's seven p.m. and the opening band sucks dick? Like, the whole theater is booing in unison. The every person in attendance. It's not just like a couple of dickheads. The everyone there is booing. Is a dickhead. Yeah. Um, they play their song. And I wrote here that, like, uh, I love that they're already booing. I don't want them to win them over. I want them to hate them till the very end. Did not happen. Of course, they start playing the song and everyone likes it because they curse, which I fucking hate. They literally, like, they have, they say fuck in the song and everyone's like, oh, holy shit, this is real. Oh, they're badass. Uh, um, Richie has called the cops to report them for obscenity to get them arrested because that's better publicity. Was it Richie great. or Andy? It was Richie. Because when they go, like, they're sitting on the side, and Julie's like, who the fuck kind of piece of shit calls the cops? And Andy points at Richie, and Richie's just kind of standing there smugly. Um, which they had actually, I think they had said, or, like, they kind yeah. of set that up earlier in the episode. But it was good. Um, the cops show up, they arrest them, everybody loves it. Success. Yeah. They're having the after party. Also, curly hair, not really fired. He said, yeah, I just said true. what I had to say. say to you're fired from this happen. band, you're not fired from the company. Go yeah. find a new band, is what he tells yeah. me. Um, at this point, this is when we find out. I'm just going to get it. Say, ah, it makes me so angry. So he has to go meet a cop. He has to go meet the feds. And, he t- and the feds are like, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, anything happened this week? And now we all we know that he saw the mob guy order a murder. Uh, but he's like, yeah, no, nothing. He's like, oh, they were wearing similar trench coats. Maybe it was from a stolen truck. You can look London at that or whatever. Fog. Which I really love. The cop is also like the whole time. Uh, so these groupies, like, they just fuck. They doesn't. 
Talk yeah. to him or nothing. Just like just that dude d- has never been laid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I maybe it. fucked his wife. I said I love this detective who's obsessed with groupies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I kind of yeah. love him because he's like, I don't care that you're not doing your job. Nah, you're I just want to tell me about the pussy, please. Yeah. Um, at which point he leaves, and then the bartender who we've met once before briefly, he he brings him a couple beers or whatever. Jake Flores. It's definitely Jake Flores. Ah, this made me so angry. So he says, like, you know what a gormandizer is? And he says, and Richie's like, ah, I don't know, like uh, like a connoisseur? He's like, yeah, close enough. He's like, why? He's like, you're doing a crossword puzzle? He's got a piece of paper in his hand. And he goes, no, uh, change the name of the place. We're going to start playing live music. And he goes, well, what kind of music? He goes, you know, like country, bluegrass, blues, and other music for uplifting gourmandizers. Which is the logo of CBGB's because the bar that they've been fucking meeting in is going to be CB fucking GB's. Because of course. Because they can't give one beat to just be a place that isn't tied into some bullshit. I got so mad. Particularly because... It looks like a bar Jake Flores works in. And Jake Flores <laughs> just works in bars. CBGB's was a shithole, bowery, needles on the floor fucking yep. bar. And this bar is just a, a nice place bar. that people hang it's out at. It's probably the nicest place that we've been to. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't even think it's that super nice. But it's certainly not bad. It's a bar. It's, it doesn't look like anything other than a regular like, chandeliers. The, it's totally fine. The place that fell apart at the very beginning sure. of this series. That any of the underground. Any, any. Any of the. Yeah. Max's look more any of the places. It, it, it's like, it, but it's also the. the it, it's so perfectly summed up what stinks about this show, which is that it can never not get its fucking head out of its own ass. This show can never not do the Forrest Gump of no. like, oh, here's the famous moment yeah. in history. It doesn't need it. This bar is just a place to also, advance is, this other fucking story. Is Gormandizer foodie? Uh, I have no fucking idea what that is. I don't like is. it. Um, it sounds like Gourmand's, which is like a sandwich place in town. Um, I mean, that that made it way more like Target t-shirt worthy. Yeah, 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 for sure. To eat or gre- eat greedily or rand- ravenously is the f- definition of warm. Did they feed people there? No, I don't think so. But it's like, but it also I think can genuinely just mean like debaucherously consuming whatever. So. Oh, okay, well that, okay. So, so I mean, that's that. the least part of the problem because that is what the like, like CBGB's initials are country- Blues, bluegrass, and the other. All that shit is part of CBGB's. Um, so that just pissed me off. It made me so angry. We go to the it after party. Seems after- like it made everyone angry. Because this after party, boy howdy. Oh boy. So <laughs> they're, at this, the they're at the after party, which is just at the office. Because um, they don't have any money and they can't afford to run out of space. They've kind of addressed that earlier. And... Richie gives this speech, which is not a bad speech, uh-uh. and it's well delivered. But I, it is way too late to get me to give a fuck about any of it. So he's giving this like impassioned speech about, you know, I was a fucked up kid listening to my mo- my drunk dad beat my mom, and there's kids like that everywhere, and they need someone to tell them they're not alone, and that's what Alibi Records is going to be about. And alibi is an excuse, and there's no more fucking excuses, and blah blah blah. And then, ugh. He tells them This is so I it's hate so it. dumb. I hate he's like it. his second he's like so the assistants much. are passing out spray paint cans. I want everybody to spray paint the walls, the desks, each other. I don't give a fuck. 
I want this place to be blah blah blah. And it's so, and then fucking he hands the first cans to Julie, and Julie spray paints fuck this place up, uh, which takes too long. It's boring because uh, he has to spray paint all the words, and it just takes too long. Uh, and everyone starts trashing the place. All right, one, you don't have any money, so maybe don't trash your only offices. Secondly, all those papers have to be important. At one point, there's just like there's this overshot, and they're just like dumping files everywhere, and there's just papers flying, well, which is like visually interesting. But if we're in an office, those are important documents. Those are contracts and shit, man. Yeah, like also like curly hair is standing there, and nasty bits are there, and I'm like, bitch, you're supposed to be playing fired right now. Yeah, 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 for <sighs> sure. There's that, that, that absolutely. Um, everyone's dancing, having a good time. Like, uh, uh, mailroom guy's there, Hector's there, fucking the black guy we haven't seen in a long time, who's also an A&R, has like a plant stuff down his shirt or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's kind of where it ends. They're yeah. They're partying. They've, they've spray painted everything. They've, uh, ripped up all their contracts. Tracks. Yeah, and... I and guess we're supposed to be, like, hopeful for the future. Yeah, but, but you know what? It's, it's kind of sad that we'll never see that office cleaned up. Or, <laughs> you know, what kind of art did they make that night? Nothing. It was, like, two anarchy symbols and a bunch of horseshit. You it know, was where's where's Devin? Um, <laughs> what what happens yeah. with Indigo? We're um, literally in the, the final episode, and the main character's wife, the female lead of the show... Not present. Not he doesn't show up aquí. for a moment in the entire episode. No está aquí. <laughs> which kind of sums up a lot to say that's wrong with this show, which is that shit starts and doesn't go anywhere. Everything is frantic all the time. It doesn't make sense. Um, if I have to, like, I normally will say at the end of a run, do you, should you watch it? No, don't watch this show. I mean, um, if you want to, like, make a game of it, I think you could probably, like, make what, a, drinking like a drinking game. Oh, yeah, you could make a drinking game and like, die. Like, anytime you're confused. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you have a drink, you'll die. Kill yourself. Um, yeah, I will say wholeheartedly, my recommendation is that you skip this show. And if you have HBO Go, cancel it just in case. Just be safe. Just make sure you can't watch this show. If you're mad at your significant other uh, and you're, you want to be like, hey, babe, I made some spaghetti and we should watch something together. I, I've chosen <laughs> this. A spite choice? Okay, yeah. I'll buy a spite choice. I think it, it's a good spite choice. Um, it's a good, like, if you haven't felt anger in a while, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we got your back. We, yeah, <laughs> finals got you on that. Uh, if, you gotta, if you have a friend that's arguing that Martin Scorsese is still good at anything, yeah. um, you know, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I hope they play it at Mick Jagger's funeral. I'm sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> There's so many things. Uh, you got anything to plug? What are you doing, man? At least your what Twitter or something. Is it? Today is thir- <laughs> well. This is this is going to air, you know, a, a week from today. A week from today. Um, so the eighth, I've got. Uh, so tomorrow on the ninth, I've got a, a peep show. We're doing peep. Me and Zach Brooks are bringing a peep show again. Apparently, we broke a lot of laws by showing real sex. At so House. it's apparently 
so Peep Show is you watch old porn and make fun of it or make jokes about it, right? Yeah, my man. Uh, so yeah, so definitely. Where is it happening this time? Spider House again. <laughs> okay. They're letting us do it one more time. Uh, we we like, we had we got a talking to by the bit. TABC, but we're you know <laughs> it's free porn, babies. Um, yeah, and then go to that. I'm also at in the Treehouse with Chris Castles at 8 p.m. that night. Uh, and then I'm going to be drunk in New Orleans, so make sure you follow me on Snapchat and Twitter. Definitely do that. Uh, I, what, uh, how do you do that? At tw- what's your oh, uh, on on uh, Twitter, I'm at Lisa C. Friedrich. Uh, and on Snapchat, I'm at Lisa underscore TX. Texas, baby. Uh, I am... Okay, I will have already been in San Antonio, so thank you for coming out, San Antonio. Uh, on the 11th, I am at... The Mohawk in Austin with Kyle Kinane and Neil Hamburger, so come out for that. Uh, I am going to be in Bellevue, Washington, Seattle, Washington, essentially, at the Parlor Live with Michael Lawrence in the middle of October. Come out for that. Uh, I've got some other shit booked, but whatever, The Sting comes back next week. So the seven, uh well, this might be after The Sting. First Wednesday of the month, come to The Sting in Austin. That's super fun. And we are doing... My so-called life next. Ooh. I have never seen a single frame of that show. I haven't either. I know that Claire Danes is in it. And from a Janine Garofalo joke from 20 years ago, I know that one of the characters' names is Jordan Catalano. But that's all I know going in. Uh, I believe it's either on ne- It's definitely either on Netflix or Hulu. You can stream it for sure online. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna watch, uh, do the first two episodes of that. Me and Daniel Webb, so that's gonna be super oh, fun. Oh shit! It's gonna be a that's good one. gonna be good. That's gonna be a good one. Uh, so be ready for that, and we'll see you next week. 